Hello, fellow risk takers, and welcome to my worst investment ever. Stories of loss to keep you winning. In our community, we know that to win in investing, you must take risk, but to win big, you've got to reduce it. My name is Andrew Stotts from A. Stotts Investment Research, and I want to remind you that in this difficult time, it is okay to reach out for help. Now is the time to rely on your family, friends, and the network you have built. In that spirit, I have reached out to my network of podcast guests and have asked each to share a few minutes of wisdom about how to survive and thrive during these difficult times. Next up is Mohammed Sidek Jatan and Mohammed was episode 44 which was titled Panic Selling When Stocks Fall is Usually a Terrible Idea and How Appropriate for This Time. Mohammed Sidak is an experienced and highly competent investment professional and financial planner. He's currently connected with Standard Financial Advisors since June of 2014, where he's the head of investment and financial planning. And what's good about his advice that I like is the idea of thinking for the long term and the idea of understanding that the market brings volatility and just selling into that volatility can also often lose you a lot of money. So think long term. As an investor, if you have invested for more than three years but are only now experiencing short-term losses, do not obsess about the reduction in value. During this COVID-19 outbreak, losses of 20 to 30% will be normal. Investors need to understand that equity volatility is the price they pay for capital appreciation over the long term, and the volatility helps to build your wealth over time. It is always painful when you make a loss, in this case, it's important for investors to differentiate between income and wealth. Lots of people have misconceptions about this. Wealth refers to the value of asset held by a person or household at a single point in time. This asset may include financial holdings and savings. In contrast, Income is the flow of money such as wages and salary from employment or from a business. Hence, the main question we need to ask investors is whether they have a job that offers a salary during the shutdown. Are they confident that they can keep this job through and after this period? If the answer is yes, then they are still in a good position. In term of investment performance, we understand that during this COVID-19 pandemic, the wealth that investors have accumulated over their lifetime has eroded in value as the market has crashed. But were you making good return before? If yes, take this opportunity to top up your investment. Let's say you have a 5000 to invest, set up an automatic schedule. For example, maybe invest 500 every other Tuesday. This removes the emotion from the process and if the market sinks further, do not fret. Most of us are investing for the long term. 
Azran Osman Rani is episode 76 from zero to a billion dollar IPO. Wow, that was such an amazing story of AirX Asia. And Azran is currently the founding CEO of Naluri, a digital health technology company that provides a cost-effective and accessible digital health psychology service to help users adopt healthier lifestyle behavior changes. He is active in the internet technology space as a co-founder, investor, and advisor to iFlix, Money Match, Cognifix, and Yellow Porter. Also, you can find him on LinkedIn. He does a lot of great posts there. What I found interesting about what he talked about is kind of coming back and looking at it from a crisis perspective. And the idea is, is that if things don't go well, we can let it go. Be careful about pressure, anxiety, and even depression. Sometimes we have to move ahead and let go of the old days and try to figure out how we cope in the new days. Hi, Andrew, and my worst investment ever listeners. During these challenging, turbulent, and uncertain times, we're not short of advice on what to do. From tips on working from home, exercising indoors, running effective Zoom meetings, investing in bear markets, and eating well. Yet many struggle to implement this advice, and I believe one thing holds us back. Acceptance. We subconsciously hope that after COVID-19, things will return back to how they used to be. We do not commit to the situation nor commit to the new practices. And the tension between the logical part of knowing what we have to do to change and adapt and the emotional part yearning for the stability of the past creates pressure, anxiety, and even depression. So consider research done on people who have got to go through stoma surgery or a colostomy. This is where a surgeon creates an opening on the stomach wall and attaches our intestine to it so that bowel movements go through that opening and into a pouch that a patient then disposes. So for people with significant damage to the intestine, this can be a permanent procedure. You have to live with it. And for others, it's a temporary procedure to allow parts of damaged intestine to heal. And after a few months, the surgeon reverses the procedure and closes the stoma. Research on life satisfaction and quality of life shows that those dealing with this situation permanently turn out to be better than those dealing with this temporary handicap. Why? Acceptance. When we accept, we can move on and do what we need to do to move ahead and let go of that yearning for the good old days. All the best and stay safe, stay healthy. So finally, my friend Lasser Peter from Germany, and he was episode number seven. His title was Eurozone Bailout Fund, Considering the Risk and Return. Lasser is an investment strategist at DECA Investment in Frankfurt, starting his career as an intern and working his way up through various companies, including Fidelity Investments in Frankfurt. One of the things that was hopeful about what he shared was how the restaurant businesses are starting to recover, and that's exciting. He gave me some hope about what he's seeing, but he also mentioned that we should stay back and stay home and don't get involved in spreading COVID any worse than it is. So great information there. Thank you, Andrew, for giving me the opportunity to talk about the extension of the COVID virus in Germany and um, how, how we cope with that. First of all, um, as many other countries, we are as well in a lockdown. 
and most of the people stay at home offices are empty as a matter of fact and life is scaled down to a minimum. Nonetheless, what I find very interesting is that the main factor of economic growth within Germany, which is um, as in the US as well, consumption has not come considerably down. Um, delivery companies such as DHL or UPS are um, reporting figures which are the same than the pre-Christmas times. And these are the most busiest times for these. So consumption is quite high. So people like to consume. They order a lot from Internet. Coming to the second market, which has been hit quite hard by the COVID virus, is the restaurant business. Um, here you can pretty much see that people tend to order and take out food a lot. Restaurants were hit hard by um, the crisis in the first or two, three days. Then the business went down to almost to zero and now rebounded. Many restaurants report now that they have been back to about 90% of their business. Coming to personal lives, how people cope with this crisis, is staying at home gives you some sense of um, calming yourself down. People don't go anywhere. They feel a bit locked down and people, especially now around the Easter time in Germany, start to break the law, break the rules of going out. You can see a lot of people taking walks, being outside, um, go to outdoor gyms, even, even though it's forbidden, but they're still doing that. Um, over and above, here in, in Germany, we hope that the markets um, and the offices will be open within May, or actually more specifically saying the first week of May, things should open up again and um, we can go back to the offers. For myself, I'm, I've been working from home now in the fourth week. Today is a holiday. Um, I'm a little bit scaled down because I don't have all the accesses I need. I don't have a work laptop, so I'm working mainly from the phone, waiting for emails and do analysis as far as I can. So um, the situation is a bit tense, but nonetheless, um, we are coping with this and hoping that it will be over. If there are any further questions, I'm happy to assist you and um, hope to see you in two years again. Bye bye. All right, listeners, there you have it. Stories of inspiration to keep you winning. As we end, I want to thank my guests for coming on the show and sharing how to survive and thrive during this difficult time. Well, that's a wrap on another great show to help us create, grow, and protect our wealth and our happiness. Fellow risk takers, I'll see you on the upside.